Hello, everyone. This is Mark Anthony with Edge on Regenerative Medicine Show. I hope you're doing fantastic today. I have a friend, and not just a friend, but also a doctor who is a specialist in quite a few things. And you know what? It's so funny. There's a lot of people say, well, you know what? How, how can you be a specialist in so many things? Well, when you have a passion to help people, sometimes you just can't just focus on one thing, you know, focus on a preflow of things to help as many people as we can. You can find Dr. Dan Sabarino at regeneratenj.com, regeneratenj.com in Tinton Falls, New Jazzy. Throw a little accent there. So today we're going to be talking about TRT. Is TRT linked with prostate cancer? I mean, hey, we see it at a lot of places online. And we know that all Dr. Google out there, everyone's got them Google hands and everyone becomes a doctor over overnight within three minutes of typing. But today, I have, I have one of the best of the best in Tintin, New Jersey area. We're going to be talking about this. Is this true? Is TRT linked with prostate cancer? But before we do, uh, Dr. Dan, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. It's always a pleasure. I know this is our second time. And um, so tell us a little bit about how you got into the process of being a doctor, and then we can get into... Uh, if this is even linked to prostate cancer. Sure. So, I mean, uh, I've been, I've wanted to be a doctor since I was in like eighth grade. I, I mean, I was in a bus accident at the time, you know, um, I was really hurt. I was in the ER and um, everybody else was scared out of their minds. And I was like interested in what was going on. Like the ER doctors literally had to hold me down while they're trying to sew me up. Cause I wanted to see, Wow. you know, and I didn't know that that was going to interest me, but I was like, just amazed by it, you know, and ever since that point, medicine was always the thing for me. Um, I did a family practice residency, a sports medicine fellowship. And basically since then I've geared my practice towards really keeping people out of the ER, out of the OR. Um, you know, there's so many ways that surgery can be prevented, regenerative therapies and, you know, hormones is actually part of that picture, you know? So a lot of people don't make that link there, but you know what? All, almost every cell in our body has androgen receptors. So if you optimize people's hormones, their pain gets better. In addition to all the other things like the heart benefits and, you know, bone benefits and everything else. So, you know, optimizing that system, you get better results. You know, I, I before I started hormones, you had these people that you did everything right and they just never healed the way you wanted them to. And then you realized hormones is part of this picture. And, and once you get them optimized, they feel better, you know? So, so although sometimes it looks almost like a mishmash, it really does all kind of fit and to get together in one thing, you know, because mm -hmm. really hormones, you're treating the cells of your body. That's why hormones work, you know? So you want to optimize that. Wow. So would you say, so how do you even know, you know, if, if you need more hormones, I mean, how do we know? I mean, do I have less energy? What if I have a lot of energy? I mean, does that even maybe even help you if I don't have a lot of energy that could also be a symptom or? Uh, so low energy is definitely a symptom. There's lots of symptoms, brain fog, um, low libido, you know, for men, if their hormones are really low, if their testosterone is really low, they might be experiencing ED, um, mood swings, anxiety, you know, there, there are a lot of things. It sounds um, like everybody nowadays. I mean, well, I mean, well, I, you know what? Almost everybody. See, that's huge. Yeah, almost every man above thirty-five to forty, and every woman, even in their late twenties, early thirties, can use some hormones. You know, um, in women at that age, obviously, it's not going to be estrogen and progesterone because they're still cycling and making that, but they can use testosterone just as much, if not more, than men. So, you know, um, oh, wow. 
because they lose their testosterone much faster. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't even realize that women make testosterone, but what they definitely don't realize is testosterone is the dominant female hormone early on, you know, in their, at their peak, you know, so when they're 20, wow. 20 years old, they're making three to five times more testosterone than estrogen or progesterone. Now, the big difference between men and women is women start losing it a lot faster, right? So by 25, they are already starting to lose their testosterone. And by the time they're 40, they lost half of it. And wow. if they, yeah, it's crazy. And then and that also, I'm not, I'm not trying to cut in, but correct me if I'm wrong, please. But uh, would you also say that when you're starting to hit like 45, 50, and you're saying like, wow, man, why can't I get this weight off? Where's this weight coming from? I'm not doing it. I'm not eating any more. I'm not eating any less. And if I eat less, I'm still kind of the same. Yeah. Would you say that has something to do with the, the hormones, especially oh, yeah, with women? Huge. Yeah. And so men are going to start experiencing that in their later 30s, early 40s. Women start experiencing that in their 30s, typically, because they lose their testosterone a lot faster than us. The reason that happens is because, A, with that lack of testosterone, you start losing lean muscle mass you start losing energy. So you don't want to exercise, you know, so it becomes much harder to keep that weight off because, you know, lean muscle is what drives that. And, and, you know, and then the other thing you always have to factor in is, you know, the TRT and the estrogen, that's part of the picture, but mm -hmm. you want, you want to make sure everything's optimized. The thyroid, which is your, your, you know, your main metabolic regulator in your body. So you can get people's levels of testosterone, you know, uh, men's, you know, 900 to 1100, which is perfect. And they're still feeling sluggish. And then you're like, oh, well, he needs some thyroid, you know? And then the other thing is supplementation. Cause again, it all works at the cellular level, but if those cells aren't working properly, you're still not going to get the benefit, you know? So, wow. so you gotta, okay. you gotta suck. There's a whole big picture. Wow. It's not just, you know, injecting testosterone, you know, and, and then uh, this is all the problems. Yeah. You know? Okay. See, and I like what you said, you said the word injecting, it's not always injecting and we'll get to that in just a moment. So <laughs> yep, let's, we'll, 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 we'll go back over here. So like I said, you know, um, testosterone, is that linked with prostate cancer? Or is that just a myth or? So it is a giant myth, but unfortunately it's a myth that a lot of doctors still believe. So um, literally in a hundred years, there has not been one study that showed a link to prostate cancer. Um, this, uh, why it has this link is it was a study, I think in the thirties or forties um, that showed that with like four people, I think it was that mm -hmm. a certain, um, kind of acid gets higher with prostate cancer and that people with testosterone had a higher level of that. Okay. Um, but there is literally, and, and the, he won the Nobel, the Nobel prize in medicine for that, by the way, with the four person study, but, um, and then he castrated the people and showed that like chemically castrated them and showed that that level went down. So all of a sudden there was this link with prostate cancer. Um, I like that. But even if you think of common sense, right? When do men get prostate cancer? They get prostate cancer in their sixth, seventh, eighth decades of life. What's their testosterone at that point in time? It's low. And it's uh, some people, it's almost zero. So if testosterone caused prostate cancer, we would get prostate cancer early on in life when our, when our testosterone was very high. But Not you're noticing that as the, as the cells are low, yep. you, that's yeah, when you're I mean, seeing it come in. Yeah. And, and I mean, all the studies pretty much show that it's at least neutral, meaning that the testosterone does not cause prostate cancer. Okay. But actually, what other studies show is that people that are the highest risk of prostate cancer have the lowest testosterone levels. And so it's not people that have the highest, it's the people that have the lowest, you know? It's, so it doesn't make sense to me, even, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but thinking like, wait a minute, if my testosterone levels are good, everything's functioning pretty good. We're, we're in yep. six cylinders. It's like having a car you're putting in lead when it should be premium. 
Yep. Yep. And, and, and that being said, there are some caveats to that, right? Like, so if someone has prostate cancer, right. you don't want to feed them testosterone, right? You don't want to put fuel on the fire, but after they're treated and that prostate right. PSA is down to zero or they've mm-hmm. had a, a prostatectomy or anything like that, once they're fully treated, you can start them on testosterone again and they will do good. You know, it's just making sure that that cancer is out of the way. And then you can really start treating them with hormones. I like that. Wow. That's, that's interesting. And so, you know, there's, there's certain types of uh, testosterone that I've heard, you know, especially you've got the cream, what would you say the advantages and the disadvantages of having cream or maybe taking the pallets or even the injections? Sure. So um, I've been doing hormones for about five years. I started with creams and, um, and injectables and I've really switched my practice almost exclusively to pellets at this point. Um, the reason being is a uh, pellets are the only way where your body will get a steady state of hormone. Okay. So most other ways, creams, patches, injectables, what you're doing is when you take that cream or you take that injection, you're going up real high. And then by the time you're ready to take that again, you're bottomed out, you know? So, so you're literally roller coaster. you feel great. Then you don't feel good. You feel great. Then you don't feel good. Creams, that's a daily occurrence. You know, actually most people now, if you want to do creams, at least a little bit better, you do it twice a day just to prevent that completely bottoming out injectables. You know, it's, it's typically people start weekly, but to get a little bit less of a roller coaster, what some people do now is they go bi-weekly or even three times a week. But the problem with that is you're injecting yourself constantly. You know, um, the other problem with the creams is about only about 50% of people actually absorb them properly. And we have a lot of people that were on creams and patches before they come to see us and we get their blood levels and they have almost no hormone in their body, even though they're doing all this stuff, you know? Um, And the other big problem with injectables is, uh, well, there's a couple. One is that it is a synthetic testosterone, the injectables. Okay. So not the same molecule that your body normally makes. And because of that, uh, it does increase things like blood clotting risk. Um, you know, there, and, and the oil, it's also a time released in oil. And sometimes those oils people have very bad reactions to. So, you know, I use the pellets because they're completely bioidentical to your body. So it's the same exact molecule that your body makes. You're going to get a steady state of it. And basically the way it works is when I insert the pellet, your body forms little blood vessels called capillaries around that pellet and feeds it directly into your bloodstream. So from your body's point of view, it's what we call endocrine mimicry, Hmm. meaning it's like it's coming from where, where men make their testosterone is in their testicles and their adrenal glands. So from your body's point of view, it's going directly into your bloodstream. It's the same as if it was coming from those places. So where, where is this coming from? Like, where, where is this, what would you like, where's this coming from? So it can feed our bodies. Uh, you mean the pellets? Yes. How do they make them? So they're actually plant-based. Um, they're, they're either made from soy or yam. That being said, even if let's say you had a soy allergy, it is, pure testosterone, pure estrogen. So there is no allergy. From a plant. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Interesting. It's actually the same molecule that our body makes that way. It's the exact same. It's nothing. It's not even a little different, maybe. Nope. Nope. Like the injectables, like testosterone siphonate. Wow. That is a synthetic testosterone that is actually a different molecule. What we use is actually the same exact molecule. That's awesome. Wow. So you're, what I'm hearing you say is that from your experience that the pellets work better than doing the shot every three times a week. Yep. And, you know, the other important thing is to get, you know, 
we do it and why a lot of people start doing it is because they want to feel good, right? You want that energy, you want to be able to exercise, but the long-term health benefits, which there are many decreased heart attack risk, decreased cardiovascular risk, you know, sugar regulation, all sorts of stuff that happens with a steady state, right? Like if you're constantly going up and down and up and down, you're not going to get those long-term benefits that you'll get with getting that state of hormone, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. So just out of curiosity, what does a pellet look like? Uh, basically like a grain of rice, you know? So really, um, yeah, that's small. Tiny. Yep. Really small. The, the male pellets um, are maybe twice as thick as a grain of rice, you know, mm-hmm. but still only about the same size. They're tiny. Um, so basically you stick it under your tongue and leave it, leave it there. Oh, oh no, we insert it under the skin. Yeah. So, so what we do is we make a little poke, then there's a little trocar that basically is like a feeder system. We push mm-hmm. that pellet through. We typically put it in the butt because, you know, in, in the glute area, because we have, we all have a little extra padding back there, but it's not where you sit. It's above that seat line. Wow. Yep. Yeah, so um, it's really a fairly comfortable procedure. Um, really the only part that's uncomfortable is numbing the skin, but that's just like with anything else, you know? Wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So you're not, so with that, you do that like every quarter? So or? For women, uh, typically they'll get about three to four months out of it and males will get about four to six months out of it. Oh, wow. Why the difference? I'm just curious. Um, so the pellets that the females get are a little bit smaller, so less surface oh. area and um, and they get less because yeah. obviously we don't want a female's testosterone to be at, you know, 900 to 11. Like, hey, yeah. yo, <laughs> <laughs> come here. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's amazing. And tell us a little bit about your office, like what are some other things that you, you, you also offer? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, my, my love and what I really do a lot of is regenerative medicine. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's the way of the future. You know, I think we got in a little early, but I think it's going to just keep on growing. You know, um, we do, uh, I, so I do bone marrow stem cells. I do, uh, something, uh, platelet rich plasma, which a lot of people have heard about. Um, I do do something called PRP with super shot, which is um, some people are, may not be familiar with the concept of exosomes, but basically what they are is they're little messenger cells in your blood that help the platelets communicate better, basically stimulate them a little bit more. Um, there's ways that you can kind of get them in a bottle, but there's no real proof that there's any real exosomes in there. Um, so this is actually a way to get your own exosomes mm-hmm. out of your blood and then you add them to the platelets. So it's just kind of PRP on steroids for lack of a better term. Wow. I love um, it. Yeah, really interested in some new innovations that are coming out in regenerative medicine. You know, there's a, a laser that's right around the corner that you're going to put in joints, and it's actually with regenerative, it's going to help grow cartilage back on arthritic joints. You know, that's all sorts awesome. of really stuff. Yeah, we're, you know, I, I would like to say that regenerative medicine is in its infancy, but I think it's just kind of being born at this point, you know, like really, you know, we're still restricted by some stuff with regulations, but you know, as this stuff opens up, this is going to be the way of the world, you know? Well, okay. So I'm sure, sure. You know, we're, I hear that we're throwing out a lot and I know other people do. What does regenerative medicine actually mean to keep it third grade for our viewers? Yeah. So basically to put it simply, we're using your own body to help heal things that wouldn't normally heal on their own. So like um, PRP, for instance, platelet-rich plasma, what we're doing is we're taking your blood, we're getting rid of the red blood cells and the white blood cells because they don't have a lot of regenerative value. We're taking a little bit of that plasma and then we're taking your platelets and concentrating them to like anywhere typically from like four to 10 times the normal concentration. And the reason we do that is like, 
We're treating areas that don't have great blood supplies, like tendons, like ligaments, like even muscle that's just been chronically injured and doesn't have that great blood supply. So what we're doing is we're using, I use ultrasound to see the tissues. I could see my needle going in. So we do an ultrasound guided injection into that area of injury. Mm -hmm. And we're putting the healers in your body in places that they just can't normally get to in large amounts. And we're putting a ton of them in there. So basically we're stimulating a healing response that wouldn't happen on its own. And, and you're getting healing. Stem cells, it's a similar concept, except they just have a little bit more healing value, uh-huh. you know? So, um, you know, in my practice, what I've just seen is for things like tendons, ligaments, PRP works very, very well. But when you're talking about joints, cartilage, labrums, ar- articular cartilage, I think stem cells are really the way the to best. go. Because they're a little bit more stubborn and the stem cells work better for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love stem cells because I know for a fact, it's, it's kind of like if you were to do a heat map on a body and you see this inflammation here, 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 wherever, but it, 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 when you inject it into your body, it, it goes to wherever the inflammation is. Yeah, and, very it and starts cells. to regenerate. Yeah. Because it doesn't know the difference. And even platelets are smart cells. You know, they know where the injury is. So if you put them right there, they will. And exosomes. I tried exosomes and I was like, oh man, this stuff is awesome. I was like, whoa. I go, Matt, my back is awesome. (laughs) Still don't have any problems. And that was like two years ago. You know, it's amazing how when you think outside the box and not just in the box, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not bagging on, on, uh, yeah, I am. I am bagging. I just keep it real. You know, there are a lot of institutions, so I'll call them, where they they stay within the parameters of the box and they they feel more comfortable giving you pills. Yeah. You take more. You take more. But hey, only 50 million. What is yeah. it? There's like, I think 50,000 a year to die over. Is it over, over the counter uh, uh, pills? I believe it was something like uh, that. I think, it was I like think the number's probably, probably bigger. Probably bigger. Yeah, probably yeah. bigger. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's just the way that we're taught, you know, and we're in a sick care system. We're not in a preventative type system, you know, and that's just the way it's been for a long time. Unfortunately, I don't want to get too deep into it, but big pharma and, and health insurance companies really rule a lot of medicine. And if you're not willing to step out of that box, you're not going to treat your patients optimally. I don't think. Well, I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, it's really all about that. Absolutely. It's really you know, all about this. Listen, you want to know why health policy takes place? Uh, pharmaceutical companies and health insurance companies are number one and number two lobbyists in Washington. So they literally. Wow. That, you know, yeah. It used to be health insurance companies one and big pharma two. But since COVID, big pharma actually jumped over the health insurance companies. And now they are by far and away the largest lobbyists in Washington. You know, it's interesting. I have to throw this out there. So like they did like a. It's so funny. So I know, I, I believe, I, I can't remember, but I know it's millions die over the, for the over-the-counter pills, you know, because what we do is we give you something that numbs the pain, helps the pain a little bit. And then no, when that no longer starts, when that starts to wear off, we give you something higher and higher. And after a while, you can't go any further. You're six feet in the ground. Yeah, what's interesting. Yeah. What's also interesting though, is that I find this interesting is that you have people that are doing you know, take, doing the over-the-counter with not a problem, but when it comes to like regenerative medicine or stuff like that, a lot of them don't want to take it because they see that it's money out of their pocket. Mm-hmm. And wait a minute, but why would but why would the insurance company cover a fifty thousand dollar policy to cut my leg off when I can go and spend say three or four grand and save yep. my leg? Yep. Because people do. I believe that people do not. 
put a high value on themselves. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I have a small cosmetic part of my practice too. And it's really funny because I have some people that won't pay money to help themselves with their knees, hips, shoulders, so but then they'll smart. spend $5,000 on their face, you know, and it's just like- Do you know how awesome that was, right? That's a good, that's a good intro. You're like, hey, if you don't want it, this place over here, vanities all day long. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Don't worry. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, this is from the, the, the right butt cheek of a whale, but it'll make you look great. I'll take $10,000 worth of that, please. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and, the, and then in the, in the small line of your could cause cancer. I'm like, dude, but people don't, it's weird. You know, yeah. we're, we're in that vanity world where it's just gotten, <laughs> it's gotten just really bad. I mean, just saying that, you know, how many of these medicines actually cause cancer too? And, uh, you know, they're hey, still foods. Fun. Look at yeah. the foods. Nobody talks yeah. about that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, but, yeah. And that's the other big part about hormone optimization is diet is part of that. So, you know, yes. you have this whole three of if you want to treat people properly, you have to address everything. So it's thyroid, it's diet, it's the hormone levels, it's everything, it's supplementation, because unfortunately, our, our, our food is terrible, you know, yeah. the, our soil sick, which means our food is sick, which means we're sick, you know, so, you're, you're um, right. so, yeah, you know, so you need things like iodine and selenium and zinc, and because you don't find that stuff in your food anymore. You're, you're you know, right. Um, there's one thing that showed that, um, a bowl of spinach, okay, in a hundred years ago, had as much iron as today's twelve bowls of spinach has. Stop. You know, because it's not in the soil. You know, so that's even if it's awesome. organic. Yeah. Yep. And, and not only that, but it, it seems like organic's not really organic anymore. Yeah, you don't know what you're getting. You don't know. So, but hey, yeah. it says organic. I'll pay five bucks more for that. Yeah, unless you're growing it in your backyard, I would not. You know, <laughs> unless exactly, I'm, I'm with you. Unless if you can see it from your eyes, where the apple yep. fell off the tree, you got an organic. Yeah. You know, even you know, it's funny. I lived in California years ago, and um, they're really well known for their salad up in California, Salinas area. And it's funny because there's nothing but fields upon fields upon fields. If you eat a strawberry and salad or celery, you got it from um, Monterey, California. So I was looking at the fields, and then I was one day. I had a guy come talk to me. He was at my home and we we're talking about something. And he goes, you know, Mark, I, uh, you know, I, he saw my organic uh, strawberries. He goes, you know, I just, I don't want to rain on your parade, but you know, I've been working in the organic and non-organic industry for the past 30 years. He goes, when you see that plane fly over, that's me. I go, really? Oh, you're the one. He goes, yeah, I spray everything. But what people don't realize is that all the fields have an organic and a non-organic and they're right next to each other. And what happens is when I fly over, it actually, the wind carries it. Of course. The spray, and it goes into the organic. So you really don't have organic. I just wanted to let you know. I save you a few extra bucks. Yeah. And even that organic food is made in poor soil. So, you know. Exactly. But, you know, hey, yeah. no, you know, I, even though uh, we weren't talking about this as a show, but hey, it's a truth. You know, you have to work on the whole body. It's not just one thing. Okay. Now we've got your testosterone levels up. Awesome. Okay. Let's look at this. Let's look at that. And. And that's what I love about regenerative medicine is it looks at the whole body and to make sure that the whole body is functioning at a hundred percent, not 60, not 70, not 80. And, and you're uh, using the healthiest thing you can, which is yourself. You know, I love so. it, man. I love it. And I just want to say thank you so much, Dr. Savarino for being on the show today. You're a blessing. I love what you do. Gentlemen, if you guys are out there in the Tenton Falls, New Jersey, and you're on Spotify and you're listening to this, Hey, Stop on by, check out Dr. Dan, 
And if you don't want to get better, guess what? He's got a cosmetic store right next door. You know, <laughs> but anyways, I really encourage you guys, you know, if you've got knee pain, hip pain, I don't even care what kind of pain and your doctor's telling you, hey, they're going to cut it off before you cut any limbs off for the love of God, just because it's cheap on your end. You're worth more. Take take a look with Dr. Severino. You can help. You have stem cells. You have PRP, DRT. I mean, I mean, you got the whole kit and caboodle. But what's yep. great about and this is that you're using your you're using your body to heal you, as you're saying. Yep. And then uh, just to throw in there, we treat lots of women too with hormone therapies. So you know, yep. We oh, treat especially every- especially women. I mean, yep. come on. I mean, I, it's so funny. I'm learning so much just from testosterone levels, and I'm realizing, you know what? My wife's been complaining a lot. He's 48 years old. And I'm like, hmm, it's got to be TR. It's got to be the testosterone. So we're going to get her blood check. <laughs> so uh, I just want to say thank you so much. And everyone, make sure you go to regenerate, regeneratenj.com. Thank you so much, Doc. I appreciate what you do. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're awesome, man. Thank you.